The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 21st chapter. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven or was it of human origin? They argued with one another, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of the father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, I tell, I tell you truly, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going to the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in a way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Anyone else notice that we have a lot of kids here? How cool is that? It's always fun when they leave the children's message. It's like this wave that just makes its way out of the sanctuary. And then if you're Anne, who just read the gospel, that suddenly you have to swim against the current to get up to read. I mean, it's quite fascinating, so well done. Well, today we encounter Jesus in the temple. He is standing in the very shadows of the cross, and as that cross comes more and more into focus, Jesus is preparing to challenge the religious authorities of the day. In fact, over the next three weeks, we will be hearing parables, stories, that are often referred to as Matthew's debate with the synagogue across the street. It is here where there has been growing opposition to Jesus and his 
teaching and preaching, his ministry that has been taking place over a three-year period. And so we come to our reading today, and we are met with two things. The first, Jesus' authority is being questioned, and the second is one of those parables about the two sons. The religious authority is challenging Jesus outright. They are asking him about his teaching and preaching. They want to know who he is and why he's doing what he's doing. And the big question is, who gave him the authority to do those things? And so they continue to push and ask Jesus that very question, by whose authority are you doing the things that you're doing? And then in just a perfect way, Jesus, as he so often does, turns the question back around on the religious authority of the day, and he does this beautiful rhetorical move that in essence puts the ball in their court. Nevertheless, though, they continue to press and they want to know by what authority Is Jesus able to preach and teach and make the claims that he has made during his three years as uh, ministering in the region? So it's important to understand that there is a difference between the language of authority versus the language of power. Quite often, we think of authority and power as synonymous, being one in the same, However, I want to push back on that notion just a little bit today, that the idea of authority, at its very root, there is something that is very, um, very clear about it. And that is authority is something that tends to be given. Authority is something that is given to you, whereas power Well, power is one of those things that you can bring about change or you can bring about other events in life simply by doing it and often without any sort of responsibility to those around you. But authority, on the other hand, is something that has been entrusted to you, has been given to you, that you can go about doing the things that you do because you have been given the ability to do those things. So there is this tension then between authority and power that we encounter today. Now, authority is something that often comes from above. It often comes from someone who is in a position of power, but they have given authority for that person to do the work that they have been called to do or asked to do. But the other part of authority is that it can come from below as well. That there are people then who give the other the authority to lead. And they are willing then to follow and to listen. One who has authority is entrusted with great responsibility. They are entrusted because they can be trusted. That those around them trust the decisions that the person is making. So if we understand that authority often comes from above, in this case from our reading today, that authority comes from God, absolutely above, right? But if we also understand then that authority can come from below, well, that would be the disciples, that they gave Jesus the authority when they began to follow him in his earthly ministry. 
And then the truth be told that just as the disciples gave Jesus the authority, years later, you and I do the same thing as followers of Jesus Christ. But here's the thing, right? With authority always comes great responsibility. After all, people trust you, and they want you to do what is right, to make right decisions and the best decisions in the interest of the greater good. And so their authority comes from above and below, and with that comes great responsibility. So let me ask you this question this morning. What authority have you been given in your life? What authority have you been given in your life? What does it look like? What does that authority look like? What does that responsibility look like when you have that authority? Well, let's take a look at Philippians, our reading that Andrew read just moments ago. You can follow along. It's on page 1069. And let's think of authority as we begin to hear this language. What does authority look like? What does having responsibility as one with authority look like? So listen to these words. Doing nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others, being of the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself. So love, selflessness, humility, regard for others, caring for others, empathy, emptying oneself and vulnerability, those are not things that we often associate with authority. But here we find Jesus. Those are the characteristics of Jesus himself, the authority. Those are the characteristics of Christ, and in turn then, they are the characteristics of those who follow, or should be the characteristics of those who follow Jesus. There is a difference between authority and that of power, and it makes a difference. So Jesus then transitions from this language of authority into this parable of the two sons, one son who is asked to go out into the vineyard and refuses to go, but eventually ends up going to work. And the other son who says, yes, I will go, but never shows up. Jesus asks the religious leaders of the day, who did the will of God? Their response was the first son. But then Jesus transitions into an image of the kingdom of God. He transitions into the good news, that the good news of Jesus Christ, that even the prostitute and the tax collector will be welcomed into the kingdom of God, that that is the good news. And so suddenly we encounter this image of God's kingdom through the lens of the prostitute and the tax collector, and one cannot help but imagine then that God's reach out into the world 
goes far beyond anything that we can possibly comprehend. That God reaches out into a world that is so in need of God's love that there is no one in this world that is not reachable. There is no such thing in the eyes of God as the unreachable person in this world, including the religious leaders of the day that Jesus was having the debate with in the synagogue. And so in our reading from Matthew, we see that God's breadth and depth comes to you and me in these images A God that reaches out into the world and claims each and every one of you as children of God. That God says, I made you. You are mine. And I love you. And there is nothing that you can do that will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So regardless of perhaps of where you have found yourself in the past or those who have gone before us, it's less about that and more about the present. That God meets you and me in the here and now, right where we are in this place, in this moment of our lives, whatever it is that we may be feeling, the burdens, the joys, the sorrows, the wonderful celebrations, wherever that is, God is there in the midst of it. So this morning... I want you to look around. Just look around at your neighbor. Some of you may look at each other longer, that's okay. The truth of the matter is that each and every one of us come to this place on this morning carrying different things. Different things in our mind, different things on our heart, perhaps different burdens that we may feel as if we are carrying upon our shoulders. But in our reading from today, then, we witness and we hear about this God who reaches out into the world in love, in compassion, and grace, in forgiveness of sins, in the promise of life everlasting. In other words, in this life we live, no one, no one is too hurt or too lonely or too sad. No one is too depressed or too addicted or struggling too much in one's life to not receive that love of God that comes to us day in and day out. It is a promise that comes to you and me each and every day that wherever we are and whatever we do, that God is there in the midst of it loving you unconditionally. And it is a promise that comes to us In the waters of baptism, when we hear those very words, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. So knowing that each of us then brings our differences to this place each and every week, knowing that there are certainly things that those around us may be struggling with or celebrating, But knowing that there are indeed differences, there is one commonality, there is one thread that weaves and binds each and every one of us together. And that is Jesus Christ. That each of you are a child of God. And that is good news. That is worth celebrating. So live in the knowledge 
that God is indeed the author of your life. Use your authority to make good in the world, to do good for others, and live in the knowledge of this God who loves you unrelentlessly, who is constantly pursuing you, and reaching out with arms of grace, arms of love and forgiveness. That there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Always. Let it be so. Amen.